Traveling the Vortex. We join the Medicine Man as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 298. Breathtaking is not my favorite word when there's only a force field between us and deep space. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> Me three. Did you guys have a good week? I had an excellent week because I was off. What'd you do with <laughs> most, your time most off? Most of the week. I worked Monday, but oh gosh. You had a staycation. Yeah, I did. I had a bunch of stuff around the house. Caught up in some uh, films and some... Uh, oh, did I catch up on my films? Well, yeah, I guess I watched one film. I watched um, Snoopy, the Peanuts movie. So did we. Did you really? Yeah. On HBO? Today. Eh, we watched it last night. So. Uh, what'd you think? It was cute. It was good. Um, I really liked the fact that they adhered to a lot of the old peanuts tropes. You know, they they yeah. it was just they kind of hit on all the right jokes. They didn't try to change anything too drastically. No, no, and they made it feel like a, a peanuts yeah film. All the Snoopy stuff was really great. Peanuts has always been one of those that I never thought adapted great on the screen. I preferred them on prints more than on screen, but I thought this one did a good job. It's as good as I think most of the classic cartoons anyways speaking of stranger things i finished that series oh yay what'd you think that was good it was it was really good um i kind it's one of those ones that i really really enjoyed it but knowing that there's a second sequel or a second series coming i kind of think could at the same while i'm excited for the the second season i kind of wish it would have just been a one and done yeah i think it might kind of dilute the whole mythos a bit by if they go on it depends they, on what they do unless they really drastically change it but um i finished supergirl oh wow uh so now i gotta move on to finish flash and then the arrow and then legends of tomorrow before they all start up next yeah. in the next two weeks next, next month. <laughs> i love snoopy <laughs> <laughs> um i'm still so happy that you guys watched it how, how far into stranger things are you now uh, we are at uh, episode four because Lucifer started back up and Agents mm-hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. started back up. And we wanted to, at the very least, watch the pilot. Which, you know, I don't want to be spoiled on stuff, so Patrick was really adamant i got to watch the pilot of these two shows. So we were like, okay, so we watched those two and then didn't get to Stranger Things that <laughs> night. We finished off Archer season seven, which was kind of nice, but I was like, all right, let's do Stranger Things, Stranger Things. Patrick was like, no, I'm tired, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and we were like, dude... I'm cool. <laughs> and did you guys do Agents of Shield? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I watched Agents of Shield. So what do we think? It was good. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I like where they're going with Ghost Rider. You know, I think the special effects look incredible. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. looked really for good television. For, it's wonderful. Episode one looked really good. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. I'm sure I did other things. I read some books and caught up on some other things that I was trying to get caught up on. So. <laughs> Started Vampire Science, the second Eighth Doctor book. So, since uh, we got a little nod that there's a tie-in to a particular Lethbridge Stewart story coming up, so. <laughs> and you read the first Eighth Doctor. Book, I read the Eighth Doctors uh, a couple, that was couple years one. ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the first one in line. Technically, the novelization of the movie is the. Well. Although they, <laughs> we, I notice on lists when they list the the Eighth Doctor Adventures, they always list the the movie novelization as zero. <laughs> it's kind of like eight the doctors is one. And yeah, vampire uh, sciences. It's like the man trap in Star Trek. It's listed as zero. There you go. There you go. <laughs> anybody, in, any, anybody, anybody, anybody who lists man trap as episode zero or one is wrong. 
there's 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 no other way around it. Just right. because NBC said, you know what, we'd kind of like to have a monster in the fire, in the first episode of Star Trek. It wasn't the first one filmed. It wasn't meant to be the pilot. It wasn't meant to be the first episode of anything. It just happened to air out of order, same as Firefly. That's like saying the train job is episode one. It isn't. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> End of spiel. I'm off my soapbox. We watched... We, uh, we, we watched yeah. that first actual episode today. Oh, Where, Where No Man's Gone Before? Yeah. And? Oh, it was pretty good. It's a solid episode. Yeah. All, all the ones I've watched so far have been very solid. What did you watch? We watched, uh, well, we're almost done, actually, with Next Gen Season 2. We've really been wow. blowing through this. Like, Mel's like, just devouring it, which is kind of awesome, because that means we're getting to the point where it gets really good. Um, we watched April and the Extraordinary World. It was, it was quite enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. Um, I took Sarah to see Bridget Jones' baby. How was that? It was surprisingly entertaining. I'd never seen any of the movies before this one, and you don't really have to because it's set so much later. And there, there, some of the emotion might not have been there for me since you know I'm not invested in these characters at all. But it was pretty funny. It had some really good good moments. Should we move on to uh, new- uh, BBC Three has announced the first two episodes of Class will air on October twenty second. Not only that, they have announced that the first episode will feature Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. Yay! So how do you get through a year without Doctor Who? You put him on another show. (laughs) (laughs) That'll drive the ratings. I'm not sure if they chose the 22nd of October on purpose, but that is the 10th anniversary of Torchwood. The first episode. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't know so that. So new spinoff starts the same time as the first spinoff. On the same network. It's on BBC Three, right? Yeah. Interesting. Nice little tidbit there for you. Well, that's exciting. And we are still finalizing our plans for how we're going to be handling class, but we'll let did, you know. Did BBC America announce a date yet, too? I, I don't I think didn't they've see announced it. a date. They're going to run it in conjunction with Doctor Who. So whenever, so whenever it comes back. Yeah. So probably a night full of Who-related material. I imagine they'll probably do one at 7 and one at 8, something like that. Probably Who first and then Class, because Class is going to be more adult. Probably, yeah. It'll be Watershed. <laughs> From their... <laughs> From the description. <laughs> their, their warning labels. You see all those that they came out with this week. Mm-hmm. It's young adult, so don't let the kids watch it. <laughs> and then the showrunner was like, well... Okay, so yeah, it's, it's a young adult, which means we're going to deal with young adult themes, so... I guess, don't let the kid watch it. He says, I guess, well, he was kind of almost backpedaling from the BBC, because the BBC was like, don't let the kids watch it, it's not Doctor Who. And he was kind of like, well, maybe, depends let on the, the child. Let you the know. teens watch it, not the kids. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't tell people not to watch my show. <laughs> so, But, but I, I, I suppose for everybody that's out there that's just salivating over this, yes, it has been rated officially young adult or whatever the young adult rating is in, in, in England. So, What would be PG-13? What would be, I assume, PG-13 on television in England could be a little bit stronger. You might not want to let the kiddies watch it. So there's that. I thought that was just a funny... <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, you've also, speaking of Torchwood, you might have seen uh, John Barrowman has been talking about an, the obstacles... Of Torchwood returning, one of which being Stephen Moffat. What obstacles? One of which being Stephen Moffat. <laughs> obstacles what obstacles? Of the <laughs> show returning. Did he actually come out and name Moffat? 
or was it just hinted at that it was Moffat? Because I never actually heard Bowerman point a finger and say, Stephen Moffat won't let the show come back. But that's kind of how all the, all the, the media, reactionary all, media the, the quote here it. says, Stephen Moffat won't let the show come back. Is that his quote or ours? That's, that's his quote. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I asked, Glenn. I hadn't seen <laughs> an actual quote. I just heard him talking about wanting to bring it back and then heard him talking about being unable to bring it back. He's been wanting to and being unable to for quite a while. And so um, Moffat said, you may be aware that Barrowman has been saying publicly that I've been blocking the new series of Torchwood. To be very clear, I haven't blocked it. I wouldn't block it. Block it. I wouldn't even be able to block it. I didn't even know a revival had been mooted until I read about it on the internet. As John perfectly well knows, it's not my show and I could no more prevent it from happening than he could cancel Sherlock. So he, he continues to say... Um, that he doesn't understand why that came up. And for the record, he really liked the show, especially the third series. And we're very happy to see more. But it's nothing to do with me. Don't send me anxious, angry <laughs> That's where hate mail. <laughs> That's bottom line. That's probably exactly what happened. Barman never said it when <laughs> Moffat was just getting blamed for it. <laughs> so he was like, I didn't do it. Why am I not surprised that he likes season three? <laughs> well, yeah. That was probably the other part of the interview. What's the one where they killed everybody? Season three. Yeah, I liked that one. So the direct quote from Barrowman, he claimed that certain egos were in the way of their show's return. Uh, I'm being told that it can't come back until it's got approval from certain people involved with Doctor Who. That might change when somebody leaves and when somebody new and wonderful comes in. Oh, wow, that's pretty... He's pretty much saying that's Moffitt all I'm saying. Yeah, Stephen Moffat's name. That's that's kind of standing there, pointing a finger and saying that man. Why would you do that, John? Uh, John also later said at Wizard World Chicago, as long as Stephen Moffat is involved, Jack will not be back. He directly says it. In 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 who? Yeah, it doesn't say. I'd have to watch the in video. general. I think yeah, I think just in general. <clears throat> Torchwood, Who, Torchwood, who. class. I wonder if they've had a falling out. That's kind of what I would read into that. Well, clearly they've had a falling out now. John Barrowman <laughs> accused Moffat. Now Moffat's mad at him because he's going to get hate mail because of. <laughs> How's that not a falling out, John? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is John still pissy about not being involved in the fiftieth? I, I don't know. I'm just it. it you know, does he keep bringing him up at home going, dude, when are you bringing me back to the show? And Moffat's like, I don't know. I haven't got around to it yet. And then at 3 Put o'clock in the morning. your contract with CW up? <laughs> the phone rings at 3 in the morning. Up. Am I in this season? Dude, I haven't written it. I don't know. I just, it's, it seems weird to me. But I don't know. I guess we'll just wait and see. That's rather unfortunate. I feel sad now. Well, here's something exciting. Give me something exciting. Back by popular demand is the second volume of Big Finish's Classic Doctor's New Monsters series. The first one is the fifth Doctor facing off against Rachnos. The spider? The, sp the spider. Big giant spider woman. Well, maybe not the queen. It could be a whole army of Rachnos. Mm. <laughs> the ones that didn't get drowned in the Earth's core? Okay. 
What was the word you used? Excited? I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited. But okay. <laughs> they have They have not. <laughs> They have not. Yet I would allow announced. mildly intrigued. I don't know if I could go any further than that. I think the Rachnos was an interesting concept. They, they, were, they were okay. I think it's ripe for revisitation with big finish. I will. I will give you that a little bit better. I will give you that. And spiders are scary inherently, so maybe I will enjoy it better <laughs> if I don't have to look at one. Yeah, there you go. So, See? no word on what the sixth or seventh Doctor will come across in this box set yet. Probably still working to clear the rights. <laughs> Probably. It's, 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 Be available in 2017. Well, there, I, there's some truth in that because each of the writers still have a uh, creative license over their characters, yeah. even in the BBC the, nowadays. And so I'm assuming they have to get those signed off. So, Does it, does it, does it speak, I don't know, maybe volumes that, okay, so box set one, we've got the Weeping Angels and we've got, uh, who else was? The Jadoon. The Jadoon. And we've got um, the Sycorax. The Sycorax. And Which is kind of Yeah. So now for season two, we're going that spider chick. <laughs> <laughs> Next will be the wire. <laughs> <laughs> Big Finish could probably make that interesting. <laughs> and the Absorbaloff. Oh, God. And that squiggly monster from the, <laughs> the squiggle monster. <laughs> Oh, big finish. Um, if it, if Fifth Doctor you... faces off against the Squiggle Monster. <laughs> okay, okay, now wait a minute. In fairness, we're having a laugh over this, but in fairness, we all love the Murka. And it's fandom true. hates the Murka. <laughs> but when Big Finish did the Murka, that was Made pretty cool. Cooler. So maybe there's something there. Well, it all goes back to if you don't have to see it, <laughs> you can make it work. Doctor, what is that on the wall? It looks like a giant squiggle monster. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen anything like it before. There wasn't anything giant about it. It was a small squiggle monster. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it becomes a small squiggle it's, monster it's, later. It's, it has grown in squiggle size. Well, no, it'd be earlier. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. Well, not necessarily. Well, not necessarily. Wobbly, wobbly, the Rachnos is definitely earlier. Because they're all dead now. Because yeah, they all did down drown. They are drown. all dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was an air pocket. <laughs> there was another faction of Rachnos somewhere the one, else. The one Rachnos got a bad. Uh, okay. Be excited, Sean. <laughs> That's the tagline. The Be excited, Be Sean. excited. Sean. Sean. Just specifically for anyone named Sean. Be excited, Sean. I'm going to flip open my new Titan... No, no. Comic. Be excited, Sean Collins. <laughs> What's your middle name? Titan comic. Robert. The, Robert. Sean. Robert. Robert Collins. Collins. Just to make on, sure on the it's specifically the, yeah. the, the, the the comic issue. There will be a big finish ad. Big finish. Classic. Classic monster. Classic doctors. New monsters. Be excited, Sean. Robert Collins. <laughs> Robert Collins. <laughs> uh, That's it for news. I've got my middle name now. Do you want to hand out my serial number or something? Uh, you're, you have a serial, I have a serial number. number. Yes. Whoa! <laughs> I have a manufacturer date too. I'm not sure I want to give that out. His social security number is five one three. That's the one I was talking about. X point. X I think you went to the wrong social security office. What's that from? I don't know. What is it from? Coneheads. Coneheads. Both you know I have no retention for films I've only seen once or twice. All night long, baby. <laughs> That's what you're getting all night long. <laughs> all right, no more news. 
Let's move on to feedback. Hooray! Feedback. Eric writes, Hello, Vortex Gang. Hello, Eric. I've been meaning to write again for a while now, but life has been crazy recently. We have recently learned after years of trying, my wife is pregnant and with twins, no less. Congratulations. Congratulations, Eric. You'll have your hands full. Yeah. So needless to say, we've got a lot going on right now, and it's only going to get crazier. We are super excited and terrified at the same time. Anyway, I would love to write individual reviews to share with you guys about some of the Doctor Who related media you guys have covered on the show recently, but I have just not had the time this month. I did want to again thank you for an excellent program every week and for the truly excellent recommendations lately. I thoroughly enjoyed the Showstoppers, and I'm currently working my way through the Grandfather Infestation. I'm liking that one quite a bit as well. I'm about halfway through that one as we speak and have not heard the show where you are going to discuss it. Or have already discussed. We should wait until you're done. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Timey-wimey, etc. Both those books have been refreshing as the first of the candy jar books I read. Moonblink, I didn't quite like as much. I heard you all rave about Lethbridge Stewart Lion and had high hopes. Showstoppers hit and exceeded that mark. Glad you're enjoying them. Also, I just finished The Kingmaker from Big Finish and I loved it. It's easily one of my favorite Big Finish stories I've heard and may even earn a place among my favorite Doctor Who stories, period. It's clever, funny, and very well acted by all of its cast members. I also love the red herring pulled with Satan character, as many (laughs) of us listening probably thought, just like Perry, that we were dealing with the Master. In a universe as densely populated with stories as Doctor Who, I like it when my expectations are toyed with. It demonstrates an understanding of Doctor Who and its fandom to write a plot device like that. So my hat is off to Nev Fountain for this story. I also now have a voice in my head for Aramim, which was played quite differently than the way I had imagined while reading Aramim the Last Pharaoh with the book club a few months ago. I read her character to be much like the fourth Doctor's companion, Leela, in a lot of ways, and that was not the way Caroline Morris played her. It's a much more well-rounded character than in the novel. So for me, the, lo- the novel loses a few points for not really getting that across. I've been trying to jo- follow you guys in your Friday Night Who selections, even though I have yet to actually stay awake to join on the fun on Twitter. <laughs> Last one I watched was The Silurians, or Doctor Who and The Silurians, if you must. I enjoyed revisiting this one. It was one of my favorites of the Pertwee area on my initial watch through of the classic series, and I even liked and I liked even more this time around. I think I was still getting used to the unit era of the show the first time I saw it. Now I understand the Pertree era and all of its joys, I was able to appreciate that it truly is among the top stories of all time. One last thing, are any of you planning on going to Chicago TARDIS this November? My wife and I will be there all weekend and be great to say hello. If not, I will be sure to write some feedback and let you know about our convention experience. I know you have your your local convention coming up, and I'm sure that's a busy time for you guys. I'd love to make it to Time Eddie someday as well. The Chicago TARDIS schedule of events has not been released yet, but when it is, if you see anything you'd like me to check out and then write a bit about, I'd be happy to help. Just let me know. I'll catch up with my watching and listening to the podcast someday. Hope all of you are well, and I will be in touch again in the near future. Thanks, Eric. 
Thank you, Eric. Thank Thanks, you, Eric. Eric. And unfortunately, I don't think any of us have plans at this time to be going to Chicago TARDIS this year. Oh, I have plans. <laughs> you always have plans. Always. Uh, it may not come to fruition. It may not come to fruition. However, uh, we will want. To, we all want to get there eventually. Uh, one thing I might suggest is absolutely we'd love to have feedback from you. If you want to write something up on the uh, convention, that'd be wonderful. Another option might be if you are able to uh, record some audio for us and just tell us. Uh, we can play that in the uh, show as well. So. Yeah, and Either nothing way. specific. I'll, we'll, we'll take anything. You know, we we love it when uh, listeners decide to be roving reporters and frogs on the street. So we call you traveling the vortex correspondents when you do yes. that for us. I should make up a badge or something. This is press on it. <laughs> <laughs> traveling the vortex correspondent. <clears throat> I'm but yeah, glad you're enjoying the show too. And yeah, congratulations definitely. on the babies. Yeah. I hope you write back in and let us know when, those uh, babies, when, when they're born and what the names are going to be. When those babies come, you will not definitely not be joining us for Friday Night Who. Although maybe you will you because you'll be, be up with up. the babies. <laughs> <laughs> as well. You might not be we able got, to tweet got, very easily. Got two but... feedings. I, I remember having to get up with one kid apiece each time that they were babies. I can't imagine getting up with two. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can get them on the same schedule. Yeah, hopefully they'll <laughs> sink, but I don't you think. You still can't feed them at the same time. Well, I guess you could. <laughs> I guess mom could. I guess that's why they were equipped with two. You got two hands, too. I have your bottle feeding, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't hold and feed, you could do two of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, you can't, you can't, you're kind of supposed to hold and feed when you're when they're newborns. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once they get a little older, yeah, you can right. get away with I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Oh, uh, that's it. For of course, feedback. I can cheat and use my toes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your toes. You've got these really super I'm long, super long, eight feet. So, toes. Yeah, and I can pick things up with them. So yes, I so probably, you probably could feed a baby with your toes. <laughs> I could probably get away with that. Wrap your toes around a bottle. Mel wouldn't be happy with it, but I could probably. <laughs> Why does the baby smell like feet again? <laughs> it's got to be better than baby smell. What? Baby smell is weird. Oh, baby smells good. No, yeah. Cheyenne smells like baby. And yeah, there's just, there's just nothing. Baby smells wonderful. No, yes, that's a fallacy. No, 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 that's baby. Smells and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about the milk smell or you the, know, baby the, smell the poo smell or, or I'm just talking about the generic. Here I am. I'm a baby smell. Yep. Baby yep. smell is not a. That's good smell. one of the most pleasant smells in the world. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> You'll find I'm on the side of more people think baby smell. I, I also find <laughs> that, I think you're in the minority. I, I, also, I also think that I, having not gone through the joys of childbirth myself, I think it's I haven't been flashy thinged yet. <laughs> I think all you parents who, who who went through that and then got flashy thinged at the hospital into thinking this is a good thing, are are all just all about it. You think baby smell is wonderful, and I I have I have retained my I think the olfactory case. I think the men in black better. flashy thing is for the women, so they don't remember the pain. They go yeah, oh, they more than anything else. Yeah. I remember every bit of it, but I wasn't in as much pain as Hollywood. So. <laughs> I think that's why it doesn't hit you as hard. I think it's aimed at the women, but it's peripherally bleed over onto the fathers, <laughs> which is why you think baby smell is wonderful. Yeah, but then I'd have to been flashy thingy after long after the kids have gotten had grown out of the baby smell because. I still remember the baby smell, so doctor's the flashy thing wouldn't do anything. <laughs> there was one doctor's appointment. Same here. That's that's where they got you. Nope, nope. That baby smells good. It's in those overhead lights on the on the 
when you're lying in the stirrups, <laughs> when they have their feet up, that's when they get them. Right there. <laughs> Should we move on to our reviews? Sure. Do we have to? Should we start with dream time? <laughs> yeah, let's get that one out of the way. The TARDIS oh, <laughs> brings the Seventh Doctor, Ace, and new companion Hex to a seemingly dead city floating among the stars, populated by statues that may have once been people. Most startling of all on the planetoid is the familiar sight of Uluru, Ayers Rock, the heart of the dream time. Do you guys know what Uluru was when they were talking about it? Because I had to go look it up. I did not. I thought that was in an Abba song. <laughs> They're Swedish, not Australian. Vuleru. Wasn't that? No, that was Vulevu. Oh, Vulevu. Oh, well, then I don't know. Which is French. I don't know why the Swedish well, are thinking about that. Well, that just ruined my whole review. I had this whole ABBA-esque theme going. With Let's this. do it. It's got to be more entertaining than what you... <laughs> it was more entertaining than what we listened to. Vulevu. Uh, huh. I can't give it the horn. I can't... I can't uh, no, I agree. I can't give it the horn either. No, I, I don't but... Get, I, Here's here's yeah, why I have a lot of promise to it. Here's why I can't give it the horn. Because in order to give it the horn, I would have had to have understood it. <laughs> but I didn't understand it, so I don't think it'd be fair to say this was a stinker. Because I don't think I followed the story. I'll, I'll leave it I, to I, you to delve into it to try to figure out the mysteries of it, because I tackled Ghostlight. This is how badly <laughs> Oh, okay. This is Challenge how, Glenn. This is how badly I miss I I was confused in the story. I went back and listened to parts again. Because I felt like I thought about doing that. I felt like I missed something. No, no, I didn't. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't listen to the whole thing and then go back and listen to parts. I would listen to a part and be so confused that I would go back about ten or tw- even twenty minutes and listen to that part again just to see if I understood what the heck was going on. This is one of those fil- films. This is one of those uh, audio plays that suffers from being an audio play. Yes, because absolutely. it is it's doing things that it wants you to visualize with not without giving you enough to visualize in your head. And so it, it, it tends to jump around, especially when we're going through whatever the dream time is, because I'm never sure when anybody's in the dream time or not in the dream time. Which I got yeah, the impression once that the doctor one gets back in yeah. time. Well, once you become, then yeah. Well, then we throw the time travel because, element well, into it, which go, confused me even more. When the doctor goes into the dream time. There is a nice audio effect to help you differentiate between dream time and non-dream time. You mean the echo? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's an audio effect. <laughs> <laughs> but then once he's in dream time in the past, then it just loses it, and you gotta, yeah. That's. I got lost in those did it, parts, Did too. it feel rushed to you, too? Did it feel rushed? Like like they had this grand idea for a story, but they only had two hours to do it in, and so they were like, okay, how do we just clip it along faster? Well, we'll skip some parts. <laughs> That's what it felt Maybe. like. Maybe. I don't know. But, but it, Part of my problem of it, of it is also the characters. None of the characters in it are consistent. Uh, the, the, the big... Uh, well, at first they described them as slugs, and then they were... De- Describing them as reptiles. What were the the, the guy already? Yeah, the guy. We met them before. You remember them? I don't remember them. They were in the clutch uh, with Sandman with six. They were the ones that were terrified oh, right, of the right. Sandman. Uh, in gotcha. fact, there's okay. Sandman references. I do it. remember that. Yes, yes. They, they, and I did pick they're, up. On they're the not even references. consistent because they're all about let's well, go down in the mine and try to steal and smuggle, and then they get well, down they were, there and they, then they don't care about any of that anymore. Well, uh, they, <laughs> they forget why they got down there. Yeah, they they go to the planet and negotiate trades. What they first go there. Then when they get there, well, but when they get there, they realize that they 
they they think that there's nobody there, so it's at that point where they say, okay, well, we'll just we'll we'll, we'll scab it salvage, yeah. yeah. And I, I was okay with that. I, I was fine with that. I mean, that made sense. If there's if nobody's left, then you just take what you want. But then when they come across people again, they still are on this mission to trade. I mean, they they, they make that clear. So that that at least that much is consistent. Yes. Okay. It's, it's when they get down in the mine, they they get this great idea of oh, there might be stuff in the mine that we could salvage and we're going to tell this light of these people that there could be survivors down in the mine so we can go down there and then they go down to the mine and they forget about trying to salvage anything <laughs> they lose all interest in that well, motivation there's, there's, for going down into the mine there's something i missed apparently i didn't go back did and listen that, to that part again did i read that wrong no the, pr- the premise okay. for going down in the mine is as weak as maybe there's some stuff down there for us maybe there's some rich stuff and we can go get it okay and then it's dropped because then it becomes let's go kill somebody and it's like what well but then what they the were being then, then, then they were being you... chased by the fratelli so they, they had to yeah. stop thinking about getting the rich stuff but that's that's the that's the that's <laughs> as weak as that plot device is <laughs> and i love goonies see i can that's do a, as i can weak do a movie reference is. when i've seen it a dozen times <laughs> okay i'll give you that one but I, it, the whole okay. So here's what I got out of this, and I love Australia. I love everything that I, I what little I know to f- f- preface that about the culture and the history. And yeah, cool Australia. And when I got very excited when they finally said Ayers Rock is this thing, and I went, oh, okay, now I'm with you. I know what that looks like. Uluru, Uluru. <laughs> and I never heard Ayers Rock. Well, they, they said they said Ayers Ayers Air, Rock. I had to go look it up. Re- relatively early. E- on, even but. hearing Ayers Rock, I. That's oh, it's a rock. Okay, it's well. It's, I, I, I seen a picture of it. I know what it is. It's that rock. It's that rock. <laughs> so then, okay, so we're there at that rock. Great, fantastic. And then there's stones, which apparently are people who got sucked into the dream world. Okay, but there's stone cars. So why would and that buildings. be? And stone buildings. Why would that be? And then the doctor gets turned to stone, and then. Ace winds up spending the next... Oh, it's, it's not ABBA. It's ELO. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That makes All way right. more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused. I, I knew it had ABBA. to be a 70s rock band. Okay. Well, it all comes back to ELO, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but so then Ace spends pretty much the next three episodes debating whether or not she's going to be called McShane or not still people are still dealing with that and it's well, like, I mean, but still at, at least still because we have set for that's been set forth in previous yeah. episodes so yeah. it's i actually i thought that device worked really well this time well, because she's still going by mcshane she's resolved that that's what she wants people to call her the doctor still calls her ace which i think is great so that was one of the reasons why they identified the rainbow serpent wherever the heck that came from <laughs> When uh, the doctor, when it was disguised as the doctor, yeah. so that, 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 that was, was actually a, nice a cool device, yeah, yeah. right? But there. I mean, it, it still felt like that was all that was going on in the tunnels. Was they were still having this debate, not just during the doctor confrontation, the fake doctor confrontation, but during the whole. It just it, it's like okay, I must yeah, have missed I, the debate too because I don't. It just, that it just at felt all. like that was the thing. We didn't it, feel like they were doing anything. Down yeah, the they, I mean they, that was no, the problem. Then I would agree with. <laughs> we get the rich stuff argument, and then let's go down here. We get the security guy on the doctor's team, and then the spiritual guru shows up, who I'm all prepared to be the bad guy, who isn't. In fact, he's probably the good guy. Wait, he wasn't. 
No. Uh, he's, he was the one that had, was keeping the force field in place. And right. the doctor was trying to save. Off into space. And saved the, the security guards. And, yeah, he was the good guy. And none of this was explained. And none of this was, was properly or, laid out. Or, or even or, how they were able to propel Uluru into space. Yeah, we didn't cover any of there. that. Other than the Dreamtime can do it, and the Dreamtime will terraform whatever planet they get to when they get there. Yeah. Because the Earth exploded. Because That's science. That's all there was. No, it wasn't even science. It's magic. Yeah. It was magic. Even yeah. the it doctor magic. calls it magic and doesn't give us any sort of science. We, get, we get nothing on it. And the whole reason that it may have been perceived It's Aussie bad, science. Or it's yeah. Aussie magic. Aussie yeah. magic is even worse. Spiritual. Spiritualities. <laughs> and, and the only reason that it was perceived that well, maybe this is a bad thing is because we corrupted the magic by allowing women to Thank you. do something. I'm glad yeah. somebody else is pointing what? that out. Yeah. The, the, the misogyny in this is what really bothered me. Now, now they didn't dwell the on that cult, statement well, very long, but dealing with the cultural significance of, 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 you know, if, if you're putting that out there, and, and and dealing with the cultural significance or the the religious significance or the that this is the way it used to be and the the culture behind that okay, but then to sit there and just say that that's what it was yeah. that causes and the doctor is the one that says that's it. that's the villain. Yeah. The villain is the fact that mankind changed. <laughs> that's what it came down to. Yeah. It really is. It's like. What? That was the part I backed up and listened to yeah. again. It's like, oh yeah, what? that was one of the parts I listened to because I, I couldn't believe that was I couldn't believe that was coming out of the doctor's mouth. And it's not the doctor that was formulating that that they shouldn't have changed, but he also wasn't railing against the fact. That I just I kind of expected him to not pin it so much on that as though that was a fault. It was more of a, you know, this is this is just the way things became and it's okay but there was never any it's okay that this happened it was more of a you guys are to blame because you changed your the old ways and i was like <laughs> yeah yeah huge problem with with that being that so then we get to the end and it's kind of like okay we, we fixed it we Oof. don't know how but we fixed it we, we, we're done it's like what okay what <laughs> I was just a lot less more confused than you guys, so I feel a lot better because I thought the same thing. I no, thought they didn't what, explain what, a what single thing because they didn't really tell me what happened. They didn't explain okay. how these dogs were able to I show up I and start attacking it. people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> it's the dream time. It was like some it's, author just had all these ideas and just put them all into one stew and called it dream time. It was weird. It was, so, somebody saying, "You know where the doctor's never been." Australia. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and honestly, it did kind of feel like I. Part of me took it as I didn't understand this part of Australian culture that I didn't know the history of whatever this supposed magic was supposed to be. But if you guys didn't know what it was either, then I'm base, ga, base, ga, yeah, I'm no guessing clue. it's not based on rea- on actual well, spirituality. It, well, it, it may could, be. And we just are and enough removed from it we don't know what it is i am i am firmly willing to say that maybe even my excitement over the you know idea of australia that i don't know enough about the spirituality and the culture of australia to be able to say oh that's a thing but if you're gonna do a story that's this steeped in it you got to explain it to people yeah, that don't exactly. know exactly yeah exactly and if you're going to tell a story that has that as your background and you've got to inform your listener a little better than they do I, uh, yeah, just all the way around. Now, Hex, 
Hex is the best thing in this. I really like Hex. I thought he was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, he really wasn't given anything to do. Yeah, that's yeah, the problem. Agreed. And Hex. having said that, oh, Hex is the best thing in this. But he wasn't given anything to do. What does that tell you about the rest of them? <laughs> well, I mean... As far as his Hex, character was able to seep through that. Well, as far as Hex goes, though, my problem with this story was it seemed like Hex was kind of coming along as a character in the in the previous stories and kind of coming to... Which is previous story? It's just the story. one. Yeah, it is just a story. Is, yeah, You're right. Because the it first one was like the Cyberman. This story right. feels like he's been around for a long time um, before this. So, but I didn't. I didn't feel that there was any growth in the character in this one at all. It was very. In fact, they backtrack him a little bit because he's yes, able to that's take exactly. What oh, I was we're on say. an asteroid. Oh, we're yep, uh, there's a this exactly force field. Say. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's aliens. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, we're back exactly. to that. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's exactly where I was going. With this. It felt like we backpedaled, and and I at actually least they had nice. I had misremembered. I, I thought we oh had. God, I thought we'd had two stories with him before this, but apparently no. Yeah, this is it. It was the Cyberman one, right? It was the yep. first one. He was okay. Harvest. So, yeah, so I just, I, I kind of felt like the, the character didn't grow any. And maybe with two stories, I should be a little more forgiving of that. But you're right, it did feel like they kind of backslid a bit with him. I feel like Ace wasn't giving anything to do. She just wasn't. We're but she stick was, her down in the catacombs with the monsters. She was a strong character. She in was this, strong, so I, but I'll Ace give is that. always strong. That. Yeah, we I mean, didn't that, get anything new out of Ace. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's easy, I, I think. I think it's easy to write Ace strong. Because, it's harder to write her vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, and so this 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 wasn't anything necessarily well, new for her. No. And we we go fifteen twenty minutes into it, and then we knock her out. Yeah, yeah, it's true. and it's like yeah. So there's yeah, nothing to do with her there. Yeah. So Telly reviver, and it's she did stand up as a good mediator between the one guy that was with him, the human, and and the uh, what was the name of the guy 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 I suppose that, okay. If you're gonna, I, I call him a warrior. They were like. Traitors and scavengers. Scavenger guy. <laughs> I mean, salvage. Um, I'm using air quotes over here. You can't see it on, on the podcast. But um, I suppose if you really, really, really stretch, okay, the fact that Ace didn't go in all gung-ho guns blazing at the end, that she kind of played against type for Ace and was like, well, now, wait a minute. Maybe we don't need to blow this thing up. I mean, for her, that's kind of a big step. But... but- is is that growth as a character, or is that someone not knowing the character and not writing the character? Or or, or is it just the fact not that... Not staying true to the character. Or is it just the point. fact that the other guy is so obviously wrong that it becomes easier to not... That's true also. There's but then we revert to type at the end anyway, because she's allowed to blow something up finally, so yeah. near the end. But then it's also, by that point in the story, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hoped they would blow up the spiritual guru just to see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I did too. Actually, I I kind of hoped that the story would have ended with the, the Uluru and the asteroid kind of destroying, and the Doctor and his crew having to be on the spaceship, kind of looking back, going, "Oh, that's a shame." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted that ending. <laughs> I did like uh, Ace's mention that the Doctor tends to come in and fix the problem, but never sticks around to clean up. I <laughs> yeah, did like that. Was that was nice too. What happened? Well, then they all died. <laughs> Aw. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. And bringing back that alien species should have been great. Because I enjoyed it. But they didn't. I completely Sandman. forgot about the yeah. Sandman. I, 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 the sound of their voices sounded familiar, and then they made the Sandman reference. And I was like, oh, yes, okay. Yeah, oh, that's what these people are, yeah. Sandman reference, yeah. 
But yeah, this. Uh, and it's a shame because this is there's another one that's a Bernie Summerfield adventure, and that's it. That's all we get of the Galliari. For now. Yeah, unless they revisit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But Galliari can come back. New doctors, big finish monsters. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sounds good to me. I'd be more excited over that. <laughs> I could totally see the tenth doctor going up against the Galliari. I would. I, that would. I would. Yes. That to me is more exciting than spiders. <laughs> Anything else on this uh, one? I, I feel bad anytime I give something a bad review, yeah. but I just I well, can't I, say you know. anything real positive about this one. It was a, it was a chore to listen to, and you know the positive is, was I'm still enjoying the Seventh Doctor. And... Oh yeah, and Sylvester McCoy's great, and Hex is a great addition to the trio. Yeah. They're still trying to find their feet a little bit as a threesome. Agreed. I mean, it, it goes without saying. Sophie Aldred and Sylvester McCoy turn in great performances, but they're always great. I mean, yeah. you could give them the phone book to read, and it would be engaging <laughs> at some level. But I don't know about that. But well, especially when you get to the R's. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> at least for Sylvester. That should have been the device. It shouldn't have been McShane. It should have been the fact that the Doctor wasn't rolling his R's. He was, but that would have been a cool device That's, for yeah, him to do been. to do dialogue without rolling the R's. And then Ace keen into the fact that you don't sound like the Doctor. <laughs> can, Se- can Sylvester not roll ours? I don't. Not sure he can anymore. <laughs> not sure he can anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It'd be weird to hear it without it. You're right. That would have been better. Yeah. It would be rare. <laughs> I rare. I can't do it. I can't. Do rare. It. There you go. Let's move on to the comics. Oh, good. Well, I think we should tackle the first two because it was a two issue. It was a two part arc. I don't have synopses for these. That's so. fine. What do you guys think of the first two? That was the one with the things, the literal things that were musical, and the one gal had the one condition where she could actually see them, so she devised the dome to allow other people to be able to see them, and yes. they had this, the air cows. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I just you know had to, what, I had to recall because it's been time? a couple of days since I read it. This would have been a great big finish story. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, clearly it would have been better than Dream Time. <laughs> Switch these two. Do Dream Time and comics and that. Yeah, I which don't is think weird I want to see how Dream visual time. this is. I know, it's very visual. This but is a I very visual comic. I, I wanted to hear the music. Yeah, I would agree. The, the sing-song voice of them. I just wanted to hear it all. That's like, hard to do. You know, you put musical notes around the words in the text of the comic within the bubbles. It's to allude to the fact that it's sing-songy, te- yeah. you know, uh, uh, dialogue, but you never can formulate that in your head what it would sound like. I would agree. You just, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. Uh, I didn't hate this one. I thought this was. <laughs> I didn't hate it. No, no, no. I, 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 this wasn't the best of the tenth Doctor stories we've gotten. No, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I, I, th- I thought it was a fine kickoff to the next series. Oh uh, yeah, I liked the plot device where the, there's. You know, a, a virus of yeah. these things being infected, and then uh, there's a and, stampede and, of air cows. <laughs> and it was original. It was something different. It was something that that I don't think anybody had kind of tackled with the the idea of a virus riding the waves of this music that had been you know remixed and recut and re-edited, and having to go back to the original source and feeding that through in order to eradicate yeah. the virus. I thought was a clever. Clever plot device. A really clever way to make a statement on covers and remixes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much music today sucks. <laughs> and the fact that uh, the uh, whatever the, the musical 
beings were. The Shanti. How, the Shanti. How the Shanti, the one particular one, was able to make a copy of itself. Yeah. And it really wasn't the same, but it was the same. It was like yeah, a clone, was... and, and sending that off with the Doctor was pretty cool. I like that uh, it was the Presley Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the design that they they chose to visualize the Shanti when it's such an yeah. ethereal being where you normally, you know, just hear it all. They did a good job of making it look ethereal, too. Yeah. All and of then the, the, the infected versions are so kind of horrific that yeah. it's like, whoa. Very good contrast. Yeah. It's a beautifully drawn comic. I yeah, really liked the, the cityscape. Incredible. Um, and I, I, this is one of the few times where, you know, again, thank you to, to Titan for giving us digital copies to be able to review these. But this was one of those when you get that first, when they're on the cliff overlooking the city. Uh-huh. And you don't necessarily get that splash page because it's... Right. I, I, I was, aw, I, oh, I need to go buy this one so that I can see what that looks like. It opened up like that. Yeah. But uh, I, I thoroughly, just, uh, this was a, a fun, cool... Can't you dual page your viewer? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I just that was the first thing I did was dual page it, so I could. If I can, I don't know. I don't know how to do that either. Huh. But sure um, there's a way. You know, just that's that. a PDF, so you should be able to look at it in dual view. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah. Until it's, it's, it's not an overly <laughs> complex story either. Which... No, and that was nice. It was it's two parts, and you know, then it's done. Okay, cool. Until we got to the end. <laughs> Uh, and Wait, what was wrong with the end? Well, which which end? Anubis showing back up. Oh well. <laughs> now only from the standpoint that was the that, reminder of oh that, yeah that's, that's a reminder of what we got last season and we were so excited over oh wow Anubis we're going to and how right. cool that was and then the fact that it was kind of left as a dangling threat mm-hmm. and I didn't want him to come back right away too soon yes agreed yeah and so too I feel soon. like now all this is oh. is a reminder yeah. <laughs> that hey, that's still dangling. Okay, and it's also a rather a reminder for the doctor of hey, go do what you promised. Which, from that respect, it actually, in a way, fixes things for me a little well, bit. Like, hey, what happened to this little girl that was in this astronaut suit? I don't know. Let's go check out some pirates. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. kind of was like, yeah, all right, that you know, that's just the way he is. I can deal with that a little better now. I just part of me would have just rather have not seen it. And just when the doctor f- comes across something of, oh, that's what it is. Okay, I'll go tell Anubis instead of Anubis hounding him about getting it done. And the doctor slacking it off. You'd think he would just go do it just to get him off his tail. Yeah. That's uh, what kind of... I don't know. The, the, I, that's, uh, the doctor almost being... I, I, I imagine the, the, the Time Lords were very... Um, Henpecked, which is one of the reasons he left because he doesn't like being yeah, told yeah. to do things. You know, yeah. well, clearly they were because they kept coming back to him to clean up stuff for him <laughs> in the classics. That's why he doesn't stick around and clean stuff up. Yeah, <laughs> I had enough of this. I've been forced to clean too much stuff. Um, but wasn't I kind of remember? Am I remembering the end wrong? Where he was actually kind of interested to go try to resolve the issue for Anubis. Yeah. I thought so. so. That's that strike of character change. Well, because it's it's, it's not only just I need to go fix this for Anubis. It was it was kind of a That's wow like, the universe could end kind of threat yeah, that Anubis and, was holding and things he's back, kind of pushing it off. And for the Doctor to go, I'll get to that later. It just it strikes out of character. Well, yeah, even, you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey though. I mean, he's he 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 lives his life that way of jumping from problem to problem in out in and out of order. So. I can kind of see him thinking that 
there's no immediacy to this. It's something that's happening at a certain point in time. So let's pop off and have a few adventures, and then we'll deal with this later. I can I think that's in the Doctor's character. So Anubis showing up there at the end to remind him kind of works for me in that sense. On the other hand, I still agree with Sean. I think it was too soon. Yeah, I think I, think I would so have too. liked to have seen the Doctor pop off for two or three and it, I, I say that in the way of he's just ignoring it. I don't think he is. I think the doctor sometimes gets distracted. And I would have liked to seen him get distracted for a couple of stories. And then Anubis pop back up and say, hey, you're, because, you're supposed to be well, doing something for, for me. For starters, yes, yes, we would have forgotten maybe by that point. Oh, yeah, you're supposed yeah, to be doing something for right. Anubis. So the fact that he pops up right away as if to remind us, don't forget, Anubis is out there. It's kind of like, oh, well, okay. Well, and as great as the opening pages were of... Gabby in trouble. I'd never believe that Gabby was dying there. And they could have easily done a setup of some sort... Because the start of the adventure isn't anything in the middle. I mean, it's they land on this planet to go show Gabby. So there could have been lines of dialogue there of them, of them landing, talking about, yes, there's Anubis we need to deal with, but let's go do this first. Something to kind of reference. It might work better, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to actually seeing him. Yeah, and I, I love the idea of jumping in the middle of the action, but I think it works better later in the other uh, two-parter. Well, this one, because we it, it winds up being a f- most of it being a flashback of how we got to that point. It's kind Jumping of, in uh, at the end of the action is a little yeah, that's, weird, yeah. as opposed to in the it, middle of it. It's one thing if you're jumping into the middle of the action or the end of the action if you're not going to revisit the action. Yeah. I I also have a problem with the... I, I, I kind of like the concept of dropping us into the action at the beginning, and we don't know what's going on, and then backing up to the beginning, and then going on, and then revisiting that. But it, it, they, they did the same thing here that they do in other things. That, that it, It's one of those tropes that b- bugs the heck out of me, is they set you into a situation and make you think that, that it's dire straits, that things are just cataclysmic and there's going to be no way to stop it. And then when they revisit that moment, it's much softened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's not that, that tension that we had at the beginning because there's all that mystery of the unknown. Now we know what's going on. But then it needs to play out exactly the same way that it plays out at the beginning. And it almost is she's more calm about it when oh, she's yeah. and and it, it, it somehow that doesn't work to me I, I i know it's a device to make you realize oh aha this is more of the picture yeah. now i'm getting i know what's going on but it still needed to be at least as t- tense as it was at that beginning even though you're letting me know that hey things are a little more in control now you know what i mean yeah i i think the best uses of that trope aren't ones where they're in dire straits it's more of uh dumping the viewer into a different sort of situation than you're normally in when you go into this universe and then backing up to figure out how you got there yes those yes. are the better uses of the trope agreed. as opposed to this agreed i changed my view to a two page spread and it doesn't put those two pages together oh, it doesn't. <laughs> That just frats of frats. Uh, yeah, they're on the wrong pages. So wrong. <laughs> I think um, you can. I think you can reorganize too. From the yeah, beginning I too. don't know. This is becoming more work than I really care to for this pretty picture. <laughs> um, the other thing that I think is frustrating with this, and maybe it was just me, because obviously I can keep up with it. I know that when we go from Gabby crying, and you know, oh, it's it was so so, and then we get to this beautiful vista. It would have been nice if they had put three days ago or 24 hours yeah. earlier or i just those little place marker moments are kind of like 
I like that just for my own self-benefit. Now, obviously, I can see this and figure out this is earlier in the right, day or right. whatever. But it would have been nice to have had that just to break that up. Going back to what you said a moment ago, Keith, about you didn't buy that Gabby was actually in danger. Correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't they done this particular story style setup with Gabby multiple times? Where it Probably. seems like we jump in the middle of the action and something is horrific. It was about to go down and then we kind of flash back to what was actually happening. I think, yeah. Seems so. familiar. It yeah. seemed really of a familiar trope. So that's kind of another one that... And, and well, I'll, I'll discuss a little bit the, more on that later. The but. Tenth Doctor doesn't really... His era doesn't have that either. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, it's not like we have a lot of that trope in his television run. I think it's not like human nature is really the only time right off the top of my head that I can think yeah, of that kind of does that. Only the ones. But. So. Hmm. Do you think we'll revisit who uh, caused the virus? Since we don't really know. Because it was either accidentally deleted or destroyed or possibly someone covering their tracks. I think yes, um, and I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but I, I will touch more on that later as we get into the, the end of these particular stories. It seems likely since we take a, um, some of these Titan arcs tend to call back a lot, Yeah. so it seems likely. Let's move on to... Uh, oh, do we have to? Yeah. The Doctorless episode. The Doctorless issue. episode. Issue. Obviously, Glenn didn't like it. Glenn didn't like it. Well, it's a sketchbook story, but not automatically. It started out as a sketchbook story. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't necessarily like that part. Although I thought it was a little easier to read. I don't know if I was because I was reading on a computer and zoomed in more. It was easier to read this time. The font is much easier yeah. to read yeah. now yeah. than it was earlier. They they have fixed that. I I appreciate the device. It just I don't. It, there's something about it that strikes me wrong. I just don't. Doesn't work. Doesn't work for me. I kind of I, what I liked about this story was that they did something different. They did a Doctor Light episode or no Doctor episode at all in the comics. That's I think that's a pretty bold I think move. You could, for, I think you could call it a Doctor Light because we do find out what Gabby and the Doctor are doing through yeah, Gabby's sketchbook. And we see images so, of him. Yeah, so I think you could call it Doctor Light. But interestingly, it takes this right turn. And becomes something completely different than what yeah. it sets out to be, which, which I is, kind of like that. I enjoyed that aspect of it, too. Because if it was just going to be get, uh, Cindy sitting there reading her journal, I just read all these comics. I don't need to read re- in a journal form. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so, exactly. I, I like that it was kind of condensed and shortened versions of these stories to kind of remind yeah. you of, here's what we did last, last year, essentially. I also like the fact that there's... In a way, you could. If almost... you're going to remind me of Anubis, do it this way. Oh, yeah, yeah do it go. in the this journal. This would have been a great way to do it. Sorry, Sean. No, I also like the fact that in a way you could almost take the sketchbook part of this issue and give it to somebody who's never watched Doctor Who and go read this part, and you get a nice summary of what the show's about. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it it really is a kind of a beautiful way of of setting it up and and looking at at the character of the Doctor and. You know, giving you it in a nutshell, which I thought was cool. Um, Maybe that's what I don't like about it, though, is I, I know enough about this doctor <laughs> that I don't feel like you don't need I'm learning right anything from it. And like I say, it, I can appreciate the device, but it just, for some reason, it doesn't work for me. I can't put my finger on it, but maybe that's part of it. 
So do we feel like maybe the, the, the sketchbook might have psychic paper? Oh, that's I, what she's I drawing. Thought of I didn't that. think of that either. Because it does at the end. Because it changes. Yeah, change events that some that haven't even happened yet. So, or or had just so recently happened, and she had this book yeah. before the events that had just transpired. Now so. we also get the line from uh, oh, Doctor Doom, whatever his name was, uh, Mister Ebonite. Mister Ebonite, that uh, he he says something about the park has been a. Temporal uh, disturbance or something. He uses a Ghostbusters line almost. <laughs> um, so it could uh, be the, radiant point of metatemporal di- displacement. That's it. Yeah, that one. Um, so it could be that maybe there's something in the park that was affecting the comic. Maybe he or the the the, the journal. Well, maybe the, he's picking up I the journal. The, that's what I got the impression was that the the, the journal was that whatever Keith just yeah. spouted out. Know, we're, we're, <laughs> that, that's the impression I got too, and that or that somebody was using the journal, and that's why he locked onto it. Yeah. Because he seems really focused on the book, so that's what I'm inclined to believe. But well, then he I, flat out says, I need that book, get yeah. it for me. But then I also kind of thought that, it. well, maybe, have they been nabbed from this park before? I mean, is this a recurring location for the Gabby stories? I don't know. I don't know if it's important. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Ebonite, what a lazy name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of excited very to see... very Terry Nation. See <laughs> <laughs> Cleo show back up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... What's his face? Eric? Yeah. Was that his name? I think so. Which, <laughs> okay. I, again, I appreciate the device. and I know why they did it this way. But it, it seems like I went through, the, the, here's my inherent problem with this pr- story, is I went through 10 pages of this conflict only to find out that everything was fine anyway. And, you know, Jack shows up. <laughs> And he's even given Eric the device to wear so that he doesn't really die. It just gives the impression that he dies. And it was very much in the in the vein of how Jack would do something. On the other hand, it almost felt like a couldn't Jack have just maybe shown up sooner and, and taken care of the <laughs> issue? Care of the issue. It's, it's almost like point. we didn't need all of this exhibition. Well, we did because we have to fill out you know thirty pages of a comic book. And but, we've already given you fifteen journal entries. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's, and I think that's where it comes down to is that it it feels like a, an episode that was or an issue that was a little bit needless, almost like filler to me. Oh, I, th- I think it's laying groundwork. I think it is laying else. groundwork, yeah. but it just it it felt it, it, it felt like we had an out. extra issue in here we had to do something with. So somebody devised this plan to introduce Jack and. So we get part part of it is the journal, and then we get part of it this confrontation with uh, Mister Ebonite, and then Jack shows up. It was just you know I don't know. This was my least favorite. I can't say too much bad about it because I even like the artwork in this one too. I thought the artwork was it, 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 even even Mister Ebonite was realized very cool, especially yeah. with his little skull that was you know flying around his yeah. minion skull. But um, I agree. This is the weakest of the five that we're reviewing. I still think it's a. Um, what do I want to call it? It's interesting that it's placed where it is, that we had a two-parter and then this one and then a two-parter because yeah. it, it really it doesn't necessarily feel like a meanwhile back on Earth, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously all of these pieces are going to come together in the next grouping, but we're kind of stuck at this. So. It, it kind of feels like they had this story they need to do to set up what's going to come down the line. And they didn't want to spend several pages 
in several issues telling the story, so they decided to just jam it all together. And that makes sense. And, and if that's the case, then I probably will be a little more forgiving down the line Yeah. when we get more of this arc. Or have a flashback once they do all meet up, and the Doctor's like, Jack, how are you involved in this? Yeah. And then we get yeah. this story. But because that we've already had so many flashbacks, right. maybe yeah. they decided against that. Well, yeah, that well, could be too. So they'd rather do another storybook, sketchbook it's, story, than a, <laughs> than a flashback story. It's the next story arc that... I didn't hate, <laughs> but I'm not sure if I liked it. And the reason I'm not sure if I liked it is because it felt like dream time all over again to me. I, I had no uh, idea what was going it on. It was I was clearer to me than dream time. I was quite confused until the adversaries sort of show up. Yeah. And it, it sort of clarifies what's been going on, but it, it felt like they left a lot of things open. Like what were the renegades actually doing there? They were fighting back against these discs. Trying to stop did, things, but not really. How did they come to this point? Why are they I mean, there like in the, the first place? The, yeah, yeah, they were bounty hunters. They yeah, were, you're right. uh, yeah. What do you call them? Uh, the team I said of renegades. They're, um, salvage. What's, <laughs> uh, mercenaries, I think, yeah, is, mercenaries. Yeah, 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 is, that's, that's is the, the right word. term for them. How did they get there? Why are they together? Are we going to get more of their story later on down the line? Or is this going to be a one-off crew? I like... Um, I like eclectic character study teams where you've got very different people, but I need a reason eventually of why they're together, what they're doing, and what their motivations are. And this, these two stories didn't do that. The, the, the I also team. didn't like the fact, because I thought maybe I had missed an episode or an issue, I didn't like being dropped into a story where something has already happened to the Doctor and Gabby. And we didn't get much, even even in the beginnings, we didn't get much explanation other than he fell. He fell from a height. And I thought, oh, gosh, Radio Tower all over again. (laughs) But, you know. Spoilers. (laughs) Um, I I was glad that they at least gave us in very quick 10th Doctor babble speak the answer to that. Yeah, at least we did get it. When he... He's going on about you didn't know what it was me originally, and you tossed me out. Oh the way. yeah, but you know, I mean, so they at least resolved it. Yeah, and it was kind of like, well, okay, but I agree with you. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. The other thing with the team, real quick, we get a very, very nice. I felt like two pages breakdown detailing. This is so and so. Their their expertise is this. Yes. This is so and so, and they're, they're, this yes. is oh, and everybody's got these weird excitement. And this is Tony. <laughs> and Tony was the most weird exotic. Yeah, of I still the, don't of know what's bunch. underneath the suit. <laughs> but then we never utilized. Yes, any, any of, of it, it was like any of their talents. It was like an Ocean's Eleven movie where we went or, and recruited these guys and then didn't steal anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope that they maybe come back, but they it doesn't should. feel like it. They based should on because, this. but it, yeah, it didn't. That's I get that's and that's that's why I feel like I felt a little lost because it, it, it I almost needed to know more about this crew if this is going to be the only story that they're going to be in. Yeah, but I mean, maybe this writer decided that this is the crew that he wants to kind of develop down the road, and they're going to pop up from time to time. Maybe I don't know. I'd be okay with that too. I mean, I was intrigued by him, but I just felt like this was a weak entrance for him because. Yeah. They didn't do they, much. They, they didn't do oh, much. Okay. In fact, they don't even solve the issue. It kind of goes back to... Well, the doctor solves the doctor. The I mean, well, they, they, Gabby, I guess, shows up and shoots everything. Right, but right, yeah. right. <clears throat> I did like... Um, what's his name? Mammoth? Yeah, the Neanderthal. The yeah. Neanderthal. I liked him. I thought he was cool. I liked the fact that um, there were words that weren't being translated. I thought that was kind of a cool mm-hmm. thing. That and was I didn't know if thing. it was necessary because and the that... doctor was out. 
and that that was another thing that I the, one of the reasons I did I didn't I I can't say that I, uh, one of the reasons I one of the things I think I do like about the story is because that kind of comes across later as well is that was another thing that was very confusing and I was I was like why are these words squiggled out and what's I going think on they and they, they I think them. they did but I think there was too much <coughs> going on that was disorienting me that I think I didn't like about it they eventually you get to a point where you kind of discover why that was being done. But again, I get, I get dropped into this story right in the middle of, of what's going on with the Doctor and Gabby. We get Mammoth's story kind of from yeah. the beginning. Well, we don't even get most of his because he's kind of explaining what happened to his tribe as we go along, too. So it was just there was too much disorientation for me at first. I think it pays off. Don't get me wrong. But it was just it was one of those things like I don't like to be confused for most of a story in order to get the resolution for everything that you've confused me about later that that's that's a little much but so do we do we really have a sense does anybody know my initial thought for the words being squiggled out was maybe the trans the tardis translation circuit wasn't necessarily working because the doctor was unconscious because they've kind of gone both ways with that that sometimes it's the tardis translating for you and sometimes it's the doctor's presence via the tardis translating for you well but we've had him knocked out before I think, and I think not had that. I think you're overthinking the, or is it just because he's? I think a you're overthinking the point of it because I think we can put an excuse on it. I think we can retroactively put an excuse on it by saying it was the Doctor or the TARDIS is too far away, or Neanderthals are an extinct race, so maybe the TARDIS is still learning the the, because, the matrix of, of their language. Later, we have words but that didn't translate properly. I don't think any of Mammoth's words were scrambled, right? Uh, I think, or were they? Because a couple of his I got the where they I got the impression it was more of a Mammoth what well, couldn't understand these words, so us as the reader were trying to empathize with his character as to why he couldn't quite understand certain things that Gabby was saying, but they kind of started to fill in later as he began to understand them based in context. So I got the impression that okay, the, maybe that's where the author was then. trying to write it in such a way that you were in the character of Mammoth and you could understand that he just was there there were words that were so foreign to him that he couldn't put them in context until later. Okay, I'll buy that. And I like that they changed words that they could to something that he would have understood. Medicine man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of things. Uh even even the doctor pulling out the sonic screwdriver and immediately explaining to him that you won't understand this, but and, and still trying, yeah. yeah, trying to explain it in a way that he he would uh, understand it. I liked the idea that the villains of the piece were um, old school in a yeah. way, no, yeah. known to the Time Lords from yeah. days of the Time Scoop. It's mm-hmm. like okay, that's cool, yeah, uh, and a nice uh, a nice tie-in. Um, I don't feel like they did anything. No, and I, 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 but I also kind of like the fact that there wasn't some invading party off, you know, by themselves either, that they were kind of the scouting party for. It was kind of related to us that they were kind of working on their own because that was the one thing I was concerned about was, you know, well, you've taken, you've dispatched these two, but what happens when the their buddies show up? Yeah. But they kind of get away with saying, well, you know, we, we were we were sort of working on our own anyway. And so then I was kind of, oh, okay, well, then that, that kind of, relegates that to okay I don't have to worry about a, a, a large fleet coming in later yeah. and, and swooping in after the doctor leaves and other than entertainment 
They didn't really give us a reason behind what they were doing. Well, it was beaming back for, as television, pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, until we get to the end, and then it's uh, right. you, you think you're stupid enough to think you won. This game is just the beginning. Time to summon my true employers, and everybody gets sucked into some sort of temporal vortex. Right. Yeah. They, we, we, Which is where we leave off the on the fact, hangover. Right. So yeah, exactly on the hangover on the cliffhanger. Okay. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, so there's that, and it, it's, I think it's interesting that this was a two-part story, but obviously it ends in such a way that, well, we're, at least for the Doctor and Gabby, they're going to continue on. I don't know if we can quite determine whether or not um, Mammoth makes it or if well, he I think gets sucked the, into the dialogue it. as they're getting sucked away kind of implies that he's getting left behind. Yeah, yeah, but. But we're we're also moving on to a new story story arc. You can tell, yeah. even though they're interconnected, you can yeah. tell we're moving on to another story arc. So, which would make sense to leave Mammoth behind so that we can continue to deal with something different. Yeah, I like the design of the aliens too. These weird kind of half jellyfish, half leviathan things. That was kind of a cool, not an anthropomorphized something. You know, just a yeah. That's it, see, it can be done. Scary looking. When you have an imagination. Well, you have a comic book budget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you can come up with a unique alien with the same budget as you can a talking rhino. Eh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody not think it was Jack from that very first panel when he shows up and you see just part of a trench coat no i as soon as i saw that <laughs> oh, i was yeah, like oh absolutely. hey they just in it and i i think maybe we knew uh jack was coming didn't we at one time uh um, i mean these these issues are now half a year old so i don't know if we knew or not if we did i'd forgotten we knew river was coming but we'd forgotten <laughs> until yeah. she showed up but uh yeah if we uh, if we did jack we had forgotten up. and so well, at this point jack has been in the ninth doctor comic so it wasn't his first introduction well, that's true. in that's true. titan comic so that might have gotten not, not as much publicity just the, there's a trench coat and i was like oh it's jack and then oh here's a figure standing here with in the shadows uh, come on <laughs> <laughs> just step out of the and shadows. then here here he stepped a little bit closer and you can tell that it's a gray trench coat it's like oh will you please hurry up and get to the room <laughs> and then he was there in all of his comic glory and it's like oh i'm so happy now was it me or was the the alien mercenary in the suit look a lot like ark yeah I thought like so. design arc, choice yeah. tony yeah. yeah tony that's his name so here's, maybe that's why he had such a plain name. <laughs> probably. Here's where I, 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 I what I kind of worry about with this. We, we talked a little bit about the trope of uh, putting Gabby in danger right at the beginning and then kind of backtracking. The other thing that I've noticed with the Gabby stories is we seem to be visiting a lot of artists and music planets and music villains and. Well, he almost in the conversation about the cave paintings almost explains that we're going to these places so you can meet these artists because you are are an artist and that's fine it it makes sense from the standpoint that he's trying to encourage her an explanation of why it's it's not coincidence right yeah no no no. it's it's, it's done on purpose but and and this is why he's trying to encourage her and broaden her mind and all this kind of stuff i'm fine with that however 
when you asked about the person who put the signal in the music, I'm now worried that the long game is going to revolve around an art solution mm. and something that only Gabby could come up with and she has to believe in herself or something. I, you know, and I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just well, being way too pessimistic with, with it. Wrong with there's that. nothing wrong with that. But I just, <laughs> I, I've enjoyed her character so much and I've enjoyed the majority of the 10th Doctor story so much that I don't want it to kind of de-evolve down to in that. And I, I, I look back on the 8th Doctor one that we just did and, and, and with the painter and that series, that story really felt like it, we've already done that with Gabby. We've already done that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's what's painting my perceptions, if you will, <laughs> that I'm now worried that we're going to get that story, but instead of told over a five-issue arc, we're going to get it told over a three-year, however long Gabby well, winds maybe. up hanging out. And maybe. I'm kind of like, oh, I hope not. But well, And it almost comes across as this character's one note to- it's all about art, and she can't have any other depth or any other interest than that. Yeah. Surely there's more to Gabby than just the art. Yeah. I mean, we get the character moments through, with her connecting with people, but the way the doctor's approaching it almost seems like, well, you're an artist, so all you care about is art. Bit. And we've had, well, in, in the moments that she's been... Throughout these comics, I mean, we had a love story in the, in the, yeah. the Weeping she, Angels. She's gotten good other stuff to do, it's just... She took charge in Maybe the I'm Presley Institute. Maybe I'm just not Institute used to uh, Doctor Who remembering their companion's backstory. <laughs> well, <laughs> this, is, this is all, I mean, they're doing it the same way they did with Donna. Is Donna, all she knew how to do was be a temp. And her character grew and expanded, and we learned more about her, and she became more self-assured, and she became more... Of a character as Gabby's growing as with her, but we revert back to the fact that Donna's true purpose was being a temp. She was a temporary fix for the ultimate storyline there, and she was reverted back to the basis when she had to have her memory erased. I mean, that's 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 the story. That's Donna's story, as she was meant to be a temp, and she's a temp. She's a temporary time lord. So for, that's, for that's, 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 that's an ironic factor. I really hadn't. I hadn't boiled it down to that. Yeah, I mean that, that was her function and purpose. Like and Donna's it, and it story served, wasn't tragic enough. No, well, but, it, but, it, but it but it served it it served the 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 story and it served the world. It served the universe. Yeah. It served. She was there was a reason for her being that. Why she was that way. And so, if they do that with Gabby, I mean, you can almost say, well, we've kind of done that, but we're doing that. I mean, we we do that in a different way. And I, so it, it to me, it still works because it's still in that same line. I don't know. I just I, I I feel at this point I would like to see. I'm sure they have other adventures. I would like to see some of those. I'm, yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like yeah. every time they get somewhere and <laughs> somebody winds up being a pianist or a singer or something, I, I kind of get that. Okay, we get it. I well, mean, I think <laughs> maybe because these, or I mean, they're only they're they're spaced so close together. That we could only be too have for us. one step away this yeah. time. Um, I think if they throughout the rest of this series, this season. If they they pepper in other stories that aren't so, you know, art specific, I think it'll be okay. Like last year, we had the Weeping Angel one. It wasn't very art yeah, specific, and and that was one that we enjoyed well, far more. The Anubis story didn't really focus much on art. Aren't and the angels art themselves? <laughs> no, because in, well, uh, <laughs> but in the image of an angel becomes an angel. So you wouldn't want to draw or take a picture. That's true. What are you doing? She <laughs> whoa she. 
Go back to she draw she, They were in that sketchbook, weren't they? Well, that'd be an awesome way to bring the angels back. Hint, hint, Titan. <laughs> I know they listened because they retweeted. Uh, oh, there's one right here. We are doomed. Oh yeah, they retweeted. There. They retweeted one of Sean. Was it Sean or was it Keith who said that we were reviewing that this week? I think it was the Travel Vortex account. They retweeted us. So, did they? Yeah, Titan yeah. did. Nice. They must be listening. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, or, they're, or at least watching their Twitter stream for their <laughs> handle to come up. Yeah. <laughs> this angel looks a little bit like Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> <laughs> he was a stonemason. They all have those eyebrows and eyes too. Those angry eyes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what do we got coming up on the schedule, Sean? I uh, well, coming up on the schedule, we're going to get more of the same in a, in a manner of speaking. Uh, we're we're doing Dream Time again. Dream Time again. No. no. Uh, we're going to do some more Big Finish though. Uh, number mainline number one hundred, which uh, is called one hundred. It's actually broken into four different stories. So you're going to get uh, the to next week. It'll uh, be like listening to several Fourth Doctor adventures <laughs> all, <laughs> all at one time. Yep. And then we're going to continue on with the Titan comics and the Tenth Doctor line and get issues six through ten. So we'll, we'll just pick up this discussion right where we left off and be able to keep going with it. And hopefully, continue to have some nice things to say about it. So I'm enjoying it. Um, Sean so, will be eating his words next week when probably. none of the next arc has anything to do with art. <laughs> yeah, 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 and they killed probably. Gabby and everything. <laughs> I'll be so sad. Um, but um, some of us will be uh, uh, tuning in for Friday Night Who in between shows <laughs> for uh, the Keys of Marinus, parts four through six. Hopefully I'll be there this time. I, we got home and we were just exhausted. Had a long day and I went, let's take, let's take a nap. After we got done watching Sherlock, we went to bed at like, I don't know, 8.30. And I was going to get up and watch Friday Night Who at 12.47 or something. I <laughs> kind of woke with a start and went, oh. You missed it. <laughs> Completely missed it. I had every so. intention of joining this week, and the same thing happened to Did me. Did really? <laughs> I had worked all day long around the house, and at about 8.30, I laid down on the couch, and I fell asleep. And when I woke up, everybody else was in bed, and it was about 2.30 in the morning. Oh. <laughs> <I> went, <laughs> Much later. Oh, I miss you, well, yeah. High missed, five old guys. Who? <laughs> well, I'll just go to bed now. So um, at some point in time this week, I'll need to watch parts one through three so that I can gear up. Because I was really looking forward to Keys of Marinus. Because I remember reviewing Keys of Marinus and being kind of down on it. And you guys all loved it. And I thought maybe I'd... The first three are as enjoyable as I remember them. So I just, I need to watch it again. So maybe I can change my tune a little bit. And then, nope, I'm going to sleep through it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can join us for parts four through six uh, for Friday Night Who this week. Next week, we're going to do The Long Game with Christopher Eccleson for Friday Night Who. And then uh, a special uh, special event, we're going to invite uh, Andy Frankamallon back to the show for a non-Doctor Who discussion. So uh, you, you have that to look forward to. And then on the uh, week of uh, the 14th is The Five Doctors. So we'll get some Fifth Doctor action in there. And uh, that leads us into Time Eddie which uh, we will be all at our local uh, Wichita convention that uh, we're very, 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 very excited about featuring the fifth Dr. Peter Davidson going to be there. And uh, so we'll have all kinds of good stuff for you from that. And once again, yeah. if you're able to come to time, Eddie, come to time, Eddie. I mean, and make sure you say hi to us. Make yep. sure you say hi. And do we know that that code's still up? I believe that code is still active. I think you could still put Vortex in the uh, code form there if you're getting ready to buy your tickets and you'll get, 20% off. Or is it 30% off? 
think it's 20. 20 percent. Okay. Yeah, it was 30 for the other one. Yeah, yeah. 20 percent off your ticket. So your cost of a three-day pass. So. Uh, for any of our local listeners, we will be uh, at least uh, part of the day on Saturday at uh, Slash and Bash, which is here in Topeka. It's our local uh, horror fest that's uh, going to be going on, and uh, they invited us, and we said, well, sure. So you can come see us there. And that is on, uh, what day did we decide we were going to be there? The 8th? 8th, yep. 8th of October. Saturday the 8th. Saturday the 8th. So you can come see us there. Uh, beyond that, more things uh, to come on the schedule that have not yet been scheduled. And uh, be sure, obviously, to uh, support us on Patreon if you can. If you're already a supporter, we thank you. And if uh, not, uh, and a little bit helps. So uh, you can find links to that on the right-hand side of our website. You can also find some other uh, click-through links to products that you can buy. And uh, the portion of those go back into our show. And we want to thank uh, Ben, again, who uses those portals to purchase things. And... Uh, I want to thank him because uh, a portion of those proceeds go into the show as well. Um, Keith, you want to tell people where to find us? Yeah, you can send us feedback at feedback at traveling the vortex or fill out the form on travelingthevortex.com. We're also on Facebook, traveling the vortex, and Twitter at travel vortex. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.